things you don't really need to know, but probably should. I'm Kira Revan, and this, this is the Sunday Seven. On today's episode of the Sunday Seven, we catch up on the latest in AI at Tech Week and find out what Paul McCartney has been up to. Learn more about an Ohio COVID mystery, introduce you to your dating avatar, and discover why Reddit went dark this week. That's all still to come on the Sunday 7 and on this day in 1983, Sally Ride became the first American woman to fly into space as an astronaut on a space shuttle mission. This week saw London's Tech Week celebrate its 10th anniversary. It's an annual gathering of the brightest and the best to discuss the latest innovations. And this year, the focus was firmly on AI and the potential it holds. UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak was busy making a pitch to turn the UK into the home of AI in Europe as he spoke of the tectonic plates and technology shifting. It's the UK where Google chose to bring together its entire AI division under the leadership of a Brit. And if our goal is to make this country the best place in the world for tech, AI is surely one of the greatest opportunities before us. His proposal to give AI a home in the UK stands in contrast to the EU's current view on the technology, with the European Parliament moving to impose a legislative framework on AI and its use. The Irish Data Protection Commissioner also asked Google to pause the rollout of its AI tool BARD this week due to concerns over privacy. Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer made an appearance on stage. He spoke about the potential power of AI in medicine as an additional diagnostic tool, but he sounded much more cautious than Rishi over the threat that technology might also pose. I'm really struck by the speed of acceleration of development in AI. And so we need to put ourselves in a position to take advantage of the great benefits guard against the risks. And while it seems like AI is the single hottest topic right now, there was an unexpected twist this week as the power of AI made itself felt in the music of the Beatles. It turns out Peter Jackson used AI to help separate out John Lennon's voice during the making of the Get Back documentary. And now Paul McCartney has told the BBC that they've used the same technology for what would be the last ever Beatles single. So when we came to make what will be the last Beatles record, it was a demo that John had that we worked on and we've just finished it up and be released this year. We were able to take John's voice and get it pure through this AI so that then we could mix the record as you would normally do. It's estimated that 50 million people worldwide are living with dementia, and as the global population rises, that number is expected to triple by 2050. Scientists and researchers have spent years working on solutions to slow or cure the disease, and there have been some promising breakthroughs, but still no definitive answer. Now, new research suggests that something as simple as socialisation, particularly for those in middle age, may help to delay or reduce rates of the illness. We spoke to Dr. Andrew Summerland, Associate Professor of Psychiatry at University College London. So, Doctor, your study suggests that social activity can help lower dementia risks. Yeah, well, we certainly think so. I mean, there's huge importance in thinking about ways uh, that individuals can reduce their risk of dementia, as well as on a kind of population level, trying to reduce the number of people that that, that have dementia. And there's good evidence that, that there are several different things that people can do. And our interest and our research uh, is in... Um, the ways in which people can increase their social participation um, and uh, how that might have an impact on risk of developing dementia. Covid and lockdowns obviously lowered everyone's level of socialisation. Will that have an impact in years to come? There's certainly studies conducted. It tells us something about how 
social policy can have a real impact on how socially active people are able to be. And I think this is an area that's really important. What kind of social interactivity are we talking about? The study mentions socially connected housing. Yeah, so I mean, our research has shown that having more frequent social contact with other people, supportive contact and contact that makes people feel less lonely is probably the most important in terms of having an impact on dementia risk. A critical time for people to change their social contact is as they as they get older, as they retire, and thinking about ways in which people can be supported over the time of retirement to keep and maintain activities that makes them socially connected with others, and also to live in communities where there is, you know, there is not the kind of sense of disconnection, where there is a good link within the community is likely to be really important. It's not just keeping the brain active, is it? We need the human touch too. I think that's right. And I think there's, you know, there is nothing as uh, as good at keeping your brain active as talking to other people where you have, you know, the, the need to have kind of dexterity in your conversation, to remember things that people have told you. All of that is, is fantastic exercise for the brain and a, a good way to keep it healthy. Still to come on the Sunday 7, Will Guy talks us through the Reddit blackout and we track down an Ohio COVID mystery. There's really no good news on the climate these days as we struggle with hotter summers and the world struggles with more catastrophic weather events. U.S. climate envoy John Kerry addressed the U.N. Security Council this week and he flagged climate change as one of the biggest risks humanity is facing. It's now indisputable, indisputable that the climate crisis is one of the top security threats, not just to the developed world, but to the entire planet, to life on the planet itself. One of the canaries in the coal mine, so to speak, in terms of global warming is the rising temperatures in the Arctic and Antarctic. Those record temperatures have had catastrophic effects on the ice sheets, with scientists claiming that 7.5 billion tonnes of ice mass have already been lost at the North and South Poles. Melting glaciers and polar ice caps will lead to dramatic shifts in sea levels and put wildlife at risk. And science leader at the British Antarctic Survey, Mike Meredith, told Sky News that things may get much worse much sooner than we thought. Projecting forward, what we do know, what the science tells us, is this is going to continue for as long as we keep putting greenhouse gases into the atmosphere and as we deal with climate change. This is going to carry on. Um, And in the Arctic, for example, it's one of the most dramatic changes. The ice is retreating so rapidly. And what we're beginning to see is that the projections that were made were possibly a bit conservative and we might get an ice-free Arctic in the 2030s even, which is possibly a whole decade sooner than we'd anticipated. It's slightly weird the way humanity, at least in this neck of the woods, has adapted to COVID. As public inquiries into the pandemic begin, life has more or less returned to normal. That's despite COVID waves continuing around the world. It's more unusual now to see someone in a mask than without, but science's battle with COVID-19 hasn't stopped and one of the more unusual diagnostic tools of the pandemic era has come to the fore once again. Scientists discovered that measuring, well, wastewater was quite a reliable indicator of the level of COVID infection in the general population. But now in Ohio, that measurement of wastewater has turned up an extraordinary situation. Researchers have been able to track one particular strain of COVID in two U.S. cities, Columbus, Ohio, and the strangely named city of Washington Courthouse. They're only about 40 miles apart, and it appears that one person who lives in Columbus and works in Washington Courthouse has had the same strain of COVID for two full years now. Dr. Mark Johnson is one of the leading 
leading wastewater experts and he's been appealing for the person to come forward. It appears they may have long COVID and he'd love to find out more. There are a lot of people who got COVID and never really got over it. And we don't know why. It's probably most of them are not chronic infections, but some of them might be, which would actually be good because that's that's, that's theoretically treatable and they can actually get better. Still to come on the Sunday 7, Tech Guru Will Guide takes a dive into the Reddit blackout and maybe you need a dating avatar. Right after this. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Welcome back. Each week on the Sunday 7, we ask our resident tech guru, Will Guyot, to untangle one of the biggest tech stories of the week. This week, we're taking a look at a row that has turned popular website Reddit dark as users and the CEO do battle. The site gets about 57 million daily users, but at the moment, it's not a happy camp. So what is going on with Reddit? Yeah, this is a really interesting story. Now, many people might not know about Reddit. Reddit has grown a massive audience globally, uh, essentially uh, a collection of message boards, if you like, like in the old days, uh, people talking about all sorts of topics and um, kind of things that they're interested in in their own way. And these places are moderated by volunteers. We've seen lots of these subreddits shouting down in protest. Why is that? Yeah, there's an incredible story this week in that Reddit, who's been running successfully now for over a decade, have suddenly decided, uh, with very little notice, to start charging for access to what you call an API. Now, an API is a bit like the manual you used to be able to get for cars in the old days. It will explain everything you can do with something. And the idea is with an API in modern computing terms is um, you can use these kind of um, little bits of uh, instruction and programming they've got to access their system so somebody could create a third-party app and what they suddenly said is we're going to charge you to use these APIs and companies that make apps uh, which are successful with Reddit apps which read it and apps that um, enable you to have a better experience to find content and favorite content and that kind of stuff um, they're even suggesting now that some of these companies if they want to keep operating Jamie are going to have to pay up to 20 million dollars in order to keep their services running all of these services have said we simply can't afford to do this and we think this is unfair and as a result of that, essentially all of these subreddits have gone on strike, they've gone dark, they've closed themselves for posts and people can't post. And there is currently an absolutely insane Mexican standoff between the owners of Reddit who say they're not going to back down and the um, the, the people who do the, the moderators and the volunteers who do these uh, Reddit, subreddits uh, are refusing to open up again. So it's going to be very interesting to see what, what direction this takes. It's a dangerous game to play. If they depend on users to create their content, are they cutting off their nose in spite of their face? 
they'll have to give in surely it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because we've seen other platforms like Twitch etc try to suddenly make some very big changes to how people make money on them and uh, the, the, the users of these platforms have all gone no that does not work for me and they've backed away from these platforms and these platforms pretty much nearly always um, row back to where they started at position one or, or come back in with a more favourable offer for the people who are creating stuff but it does smack a little bit of we're not making enough money despite the fact that we're not paying anybody to, to moderate and run and make this platform what's popular one of the bigger theories here though Jamie is it's not just about the cash Reddit is saying we spend millions of dollars a year keeping all of these subreddits running therefore we want some money the bigger suggestion is these companies that have got APIs and access to all this juicy data and content on Reddit could potentially be sucking all of that content out of Reddit and training artificial intelligence and machine learning so this is a suggestion that sort of the, the, the next generation of artificial intelligence could effectively be trained by the mind of Reddit which is slightly terrifying Most big cities have a big river. It's partly because of the way ancient man settled. Rivers were critical arteries for trade and supplies. But there aren't many big city rivers that you'd be keen to go for a swim in. In the UK, they've been wrestling with sewage leaks into rivers, but they're not alone. Paris also has river problems. Way back in the 1900s, the River Seine was so clean that they held an Olympics in it. But with the 2024 Olympics heading to France, the pressure has been on to clean it up again. Part of the problem is when the river floods, the sewers overflow, so authorities are building a new underground basin to collect over 1.7 million cubic feet of rainfall. Paris is using a company called Fludion to help measure how well it's working and CEO Dan Angloscu explains what they're doing. We're measuring two fecal indicator bacteria, E. coli and Enterococci. They both come from fecal matter, so their presence indicates contamination. And the level of concentration of these bacteria allows us to know whether it's safe to bathe in the water or not. One area where technology hasn't necessarily made our lives easier is dating. There are many dating apps, but it can be a very soulless experience with prolonged exposure to swiping left or right leading to feelings of burnout. A 2022 US study saw 80% of people who'd used online dating apps complain of emotional burnout or fatigue. And while some of the apps do encourage users to browse mindfully, no one really seems to have cracked the problem. But now there's a new app in town and it's using AI to help smooth out the dating process and cut down on things like ghosting by giving everyone a ghosting score, a bit like an Uber rating. The app is called Teaser AI and they're also trying to cut down on the pointless small talk on apps by letting hopeful suitors chat with your avatar first before qualifying to chat with you in person. Our users kept on saying to us, I spend, and we could see when they would show us their phone, you know, they're spending seven hours a day on their phone, at least an hour a day on their constellation of dating apps. And uh, maybe they got, particularly the young women, a lot of matches, but it would be what we call this graveyard of ghosting. Uh, You would, you know, spend this hour a day getting all the matches together and then no one would ever say anything. And so you were left in this incredibly frustrated experience where you're investing all this time and hope and energy to meet someone and that wasn't happening. And so that was the problem really uh, that we decided to tackle. And of course, we're using generative AI, this new technology, uh, as one of the, our efforts to tackle that problem. 
This has been the Sunday 7. However you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am with a regular Smart 7 Ireland edition. Have a great rest of the weekend. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.